0: have you seen um the new dc titans did you watch it uh i watched season one like the first half of season two and then the finale yeah. you yeah i watched it all um so we've just done a podcast about the boys and we have spoken about dc earlier in the episodes yeah. but uh what titans really like dropped the ball for me is their use of special effects their characters just don't Uh, Don't tie up with a lot of the comic um, characters, and I think they just went too hard to the gritty side, and they left out some really important elements. Their characters don't gel well, nothing really happens for a lot of the show. That's the problem, not to be funny, but season 1 and season 2 felt the same, but different, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like... Okay, the first thing is, goodness, season 2 is damn near a reboot of the show, okay? Because, wow, they pull hard left out of nowhere and they're just like, oh, there used to be a team of titans before, like, yeah. oh, there's this big superhero world, like, wow. That was wild. And they also pulled the tone quite heavy in season two. Yes, yeah, Because yeah. it went from very dark, very gritty, fuck Batman to, like, jokey, happy-go-lucky, like... Yes, it got... I think season two did a better job than season one. But it was all still, still shit, though. though. Yes, unfortunately. Like, I don't understand... The characterizations were all over the place. I didn't like the costumes. I'll give it. Robins looked fine. Yes, yeah. Um, Starfire's... Wow. Jesus. She looked like... Very, very she, poor. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, Beast Boy's alright. Beast Boy's okay. He's probably the most likable and enjoyable character. Was oh, Was Beast Boy even season one? Yes, yeah. He, he didn't do much in season one, though. I was going to say, two, he's the not being funny. Two. Like, bloody hell. Most of Titan season one is just Dick Grayson. But it's not even an interesting aspect of Dick Grayson either. Like, there's so much untapped... Pot- and th- okay, this is what really frustrates me. There's so much untapped potential in the story of how Dick Grayson separates himself from Batman and becomes Nightwing. Okay? Yeah. And this is the fucking second time they have just not done it justice. The first time was, ironically enough, in Young Justice. Where, I love that show. I love yes, it. Yeah, yeah. I've watched the... First two seasons, I didn't watch the third. But I think it is phenomenal, but even that show just skipped over Dick's like move to Nightwing, and I think it's criminal. Yeah. It's, and again, they, they no one seems to have the balls to be like, oh, Dick got the Nightwing idea from Superman. Like, not to be funny, but in season two, when they established that, oh, like there's this whole big DC universe out there, that was the opportunity you say, fuck it, cast someone as Superman, have him sit down with Dick Grayson and just chat. Yeah. He'd literally be talking as Clark Kent. That's you right. don't even need to put him in the super suit. You don't even need to. Like, ugh. Oh, it's so frustrating. Uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of Titans. I think it's a mess. I don't think it knew what to do with any of the characters. Which is so strange. All it needed to do was make a live action Young Justice. That was it. It was all it needed to do to be perfect. Because. Season 1 of Young Justice is perfect, as far as I'm concerned. That series is ridiculously good. So that is what our topic is going to be for today. So, I started watching Young Justice one day, I was watching Ben 10 on Cartoon Network. Nice. All of a sudden, Young Justice pops up, like, they have a Justice League TV show? And then it was literally all of the sidekicks. They don't like to be called that, but all of the sidekicks. Dude. And I was like, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. And then he's, the show is helmed literally by the same guy who has made the DC animated universe so good. Oh, really? Jay Oliver. Really? He, he, he produces that series. That's why I believe it's so good. Fair and enough. that's why the animation looks so similar to the DC movie, movies, because it's his style. Yeah, and fair. He is really good. I'd argue that Young Justice is probably one of the best animated series to come out since, like, Bruce Timm's animated, like, Batman, Superman, Justice League cartoons. Easily. Yeah. Like, honestly. And I uh, the thing. It, uh, and also, it's not a lot for me on Cartoon Network as well. Uh, I don't remember what I was, what, I think I might have encouraged the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Before it popped over to Young Justice, and I was like, Batman? <laughs> Did I hit Batman? <laughs> and then it was Robin and all the sidekicks, and I was like, this looks so cool. Yeah, and they like they gave it such a good look. It was mm. for teenagers. It wasn't just for kids. Their suits looked so badass compared to like dude. The animation the was, was phenomenal. Yeah. So there was so much respect to the to the source material there. Yeah. Plus, like the necessary upgrade to the modern world. Fair. Very fair. And I think the dynamics they managed to pull between all the characters were really, really good. Yeah. Let's just jump into that first episode where everyone like um, Wally Robin, Speedy Aqualad, yeah. are all super keen to like finally join the Justice, the Justice League. League yeah, and they get lowballed really hard and I think it, all of it is so in character the way the Justice League treats them yeah, where yes, they're yeah, like yeah. you now have full access and then I love the fact that Arsenal's like a kidding right this isn't the real Watchtower and Green Arrow's like when we tell <laughs> it <Like, laughs> that is oh, that's classic Green Arrow I love it but yeah, that whole dynamic there, and when Speedy walks out, I enjoy the fact that Speedy's like, I'm not taking this. Yes, I'm done. Yeah. You walks out, and the other three are like, well, what do we do? And then there's that Cadmus alert, and they're like, let's prove it. Let's prove to them that we can do what they've been training us to do Yeah. anyway. I love it. I love what a premise for a show. The sidekicks are actually just tired of it. They're tired of being bossed around. They're wanting to help people on their own. Yeah. And then they get amazing opportunities to do that in a not condescending way. Mm. So when they I enjoy the it. End, end of yeah. I think it's second episode yeah, yeah. where they've rescued Superboy and they're standing in front of the entire league and they're like, You're done and they just look at them and they're like, No, we did good work here tonight. You can either help us or get out of our way. Yeah. Phenomenal because they're Batman Batman. without even trying. All right, you're my black ops team. (laughs) (laughs) Without even skipping a beat. Batman is just like, excellent. (laughs) All according to my plan. (laughs) (laughs) Takes out checklist, (laughs) young black ops. (laughs) Justice League culpability, none. It's like, wow, Batman. (laughs) And then you have that excellent scene I think is hilarious with... um, when they're discussing whether or not Shazam should remain on the team after they that find a brilliant child, I think that is phenomenal. Because, yeah, when they're literally they're like, no, Captain Marvel, um, nobody on the team knew who you were. And Batman's is like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that literally leads to one of my favorite lines from the show, which is when Wonder Woman's like, I'm not surprised when you inducted Robin into crime fighting at the age of 13. And he's like, Robin needed to bring the man who killed his parents to justice. And he just turns to him, he's like, why? So he'll turn off like you. And he just, fucking no shit's given just so that he wouldn't. Because <laughs> that sums up Batman. Batman is there so that no one has to be Batman again. The whole purpose of Dick Grayson is that he surpasses Batman at the very least emotionally. Yes, Yeah. Like, he is, he is better he as a person. He's a good person. And he's meant to be a leader where Batman is a solitary figure. Yeah. Because, not to be funny, there's a comic where um, Dick Grayson, he's talking Batman or whatever, and Batman goes, one day you're going to lead the Justice League. Like, you will. And you will do a phenomenal job of it. Yeah. And that, that's so Batman. And, like, the series had so many phenomenal moments like that where they just understood the characters perfectly. Yeah. So one of the characters that I really enjoyed and saw, like, a rebooted effort towards was Aqualad. We just discussed how good he is in that series. The fact that he has stepped up as the initial leader, and he literally goes to Robin and says, "One day, I'm going to take your place right now, until you're ready to take over from me." But see, that also is phenomenal. Where it, from the beginning, they set up almost where it needs to go. Yeah. Where like. Because they, they even they have that argument where it's like, oh, who's going to be in charge? Yeah. Oh, who's going to be in charge? And Robin is so keen for it. And by the end of the mission, he's able to step back and be like, I'm not ready to lead yet. Yeah. And Aqualad's like, fine, I will take that responsibility for the time being. But you are taking, will take my place. Yeah, you, oh, you. I'm just keeping it warm for you, basically. Yeah. And honestly, I Aqualad, he has the respect to tell Robin, like, of, on the team, despite the fact that you are 12 years old, like 14, 14 years old, yeah. right? You have the most experience with the team. He'd already been doing it for three years with Batman. Yeah. The most intense league, I would argue. Easy. Easy. But see, this is the thing. Young Justice, I would say, did a phenomenal job with Aqualad. And I would argue it's how, if you want to get people of color into superhero roles, you should be doing it. Where you give them a good story that is different from their predecessor, but still make them interlink. Because the original Aqualad is obviously Garth, Yes, um, yeah, yeah, and he is in Young Justice, but he's not Aqualad Yeah, so Jay Oliver does an amazing job of like just twisting origins slightly, so it feels like a parallel universe sort of thing where Garth stays behind in Atlantis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where it was they together helped Aquaman, and the one made the choice, "I'm gonna continue helping him." The other said, "No, I, I choose Atlantis." Basically. Yes. Yeah. Which is a really good way of doing it. It really opens up. Because not to be funny, then all the previous fans can go, well, "He's still there." Yeah, like he's still there. But they've given the new uh, Calderon, the Aqualad, they've given him enough character, charisma, and personality to justify him being there. Yeah. As opposed to just, well, Aqualad's black now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is where I think a lot of negative reaction comes in, and that's where you start getting arguments about, oh, yeah, yeah. whereas again. I don't think anyone complained when Young Justice changed Aqualad. I can't think of anyone no, Like he was who so good. But that's so the thing, like the character it. was so well put together. Honestly guys, that's the secret. If you want things to sell, make good characters. Yeah. Good character, good story. You got yourself 90% of your movie. Speaking of good story, favorite episode. Favorite This is not even like a problem for me. <laughs> the episode where Wally has to run the heart across country. That is a good episode because then you you like because Wally is like the joke of the team. He's the clown. He like he's there for the fun of it as much as he is for the mission. Yeah. And then on this day, on his birthday, when everyone th- everything is supposed to go right, where the rest of the team are living out their dream of fighting alongside the Justice League yeah, He's last literally on his own, running across country, literally being a delivery boy, and like on this mission. He realizes the importance of the work that they do mm. and like he has this heavy character moment where um he like he finally appreciates like it's not just about ass kicking yeah it's about saving lives which again i think is culminates perfectly because he takes the trophies and souvenirs and stuff off yeah. the mission and it culminates perfectly when the princess offers him count vertigo's sword yes yes he says, oh you can take it as a souvenir and he says i actually just really appreciate the container Mm. Which I think is su- it's such a powerful moment, and that's the thing. Young Justice gave each character really powerful moments to keep their arc going throughout the season. So, despite the fact that not every episode you could focus on the character one hundred percent, they never wasted their characters either. Yeah, which I found was incredible. I feel like they um, when I first started with season two, and I saw just the sheer freaking number of characters that they put into that show. I got really worried that the show wasn't going to do justice to these characters. But still, people had their time to like shine, had their time to step up and you got attached to all of them, which is excellently done. I would argue except for possibly Barbara Gordon as bad that Gordon. girl. Fair enough. She was a bit let down, I think. Yeah, I didn't think she was completely necessary. It's not that she was bad, it's just, she. yeah, she was just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah i would argue though that season one is better than season two yes no by a long shot yeah, yeah. and i think the thing that really squad, yeah Yeah. i think the thing that really let season two down though is the time jump because there's so much interest so- so not to be funny but it's what i thought young justice was going to be about not being funny i i could have seen it going for about five seasons just watching these sidekicks develop to the point where they break away from their mentors mm. whereas Season two, we just get the five-year time. Oh, is it five years? It's like 12 years later something like that. Is it? No, it's not that oh, No, no, no. They have been doing it for 12 years. They, it's like since they, the team has been running for 12 years by that point. Has it? I think so. I don't think so, because remember, Dick goes from like 14 years. to like six 21. years. So, yeah, it'll be like five, six, five to seven years, let's say. Yeah. Around there. He's been leading the team for three years at least. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's my problem. That switch to Nightwing, the switch to the leader, I wanted to see. I wanted to see Wally and Artemis make the decision we're going to step back. Yes, yeah. You know, which, can we talk about Artemis? Because Artemis isn't really like a comic character so much. Oh, I think she literally just exists in Young Justice, I don't know, like, Very, like, at the, at the very least, because obviously, like, Tigress, which is the identity she adopts in Season 2, Yes, yeah, yeah, Is, I think, a comic character. There is, like, a lineage there on like, Sportsmaster, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Artemis they created for the show is definitely not, like, a comic creation or... And daughter I of Huntress. That's very cool. They did a really, really good job with her. I, like, I was surprised by how well they did it, as well as the relationship they built up with her and Wally West. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I Like, the me- the episode where everyone loses their memory, and the two of them are just stuck there, and she, like, when they are so honest with each other, and they don't know that they're being <laughs> honest with yeah, yeah. each other, it's magical. Uh, your, what was really sad was, um, you know, when they fake Artemis' death? Oh, yeah. And Nightwing whoops out the picture, that he, the selfie that he took while they were at school. And he said, you're going to laugh about this in a couple of years. Yeah. That hit me so hard in the feels before it was revealed that, like, she didn't actually die. Yeah, that was wild as well. Because that picture means so much. Like, she had no idea who Dick Grayson was. None of them did, except literally. for Wally. Yeah, literally. Ah, oh, dude. Oh. What is it? Oh, okay. So you've watched... Both seasons, right? It's just the recent. I haven't seen season three, and I haven't seen, like, maybe the last five episodes of season two. Very excited. You can spoil them if you want, it doesn't okay. matter. Because there's a moment, I can't remember if it's season three or not, um, but there's a moment where the team and Nightwing are basically fighting off a group of enemies or whatever, and Nightwing gets knocked. And it's after Wally's ran himself out of existence, right? And Nightwing gets knocked, he gets his head knocked, and he sees Kid Flash. Um, and he basically, you know, he's interacting with him, and when he looks out, he's just Robin. He's not Nightwing, he's just Robin. It's Kid Flash, the original team, as they were in season one. And they go on this whole vibe, and then, like, he obviously, with Wally's help, he, yes, he that. that was air quotes for those of you listening. Because <laughs> um, obviously it's just a hallucination, because he just bumped his head. And he knocks all the bad guys out and he opens his eyes to see the rest of the team standing around him. And he's like, oh, what's up, guys? And they're like, we, we, were, all, we were all mentally linked. We all saw that. Like, we didn't realize how fucked up you are yeah. about his death. And it is, oh, it's such a good scene, dude. Oh, it's so well done. And again, it just goes down to, like, the characters they built, the relationships that they examined, were so three-dimensional and just real. Superboy and Miss Martian's relationship is excellent yeah, you know as well. Literally. When she finally reveals that she's a white Martian and Superboy's like, Bitch, you thought this would bother me? <laughs> yeah, I've known about this for like sixteen episodes already. Which also <laughs> is an interesting like minor twist where Superboy's like, you melded our minds. Yeah. Like, of course I knew. <laughs> like and again it's the it's those small interactions, those small moments that really sell the show and why I think it is such high quality and why I think Titans, to bring it back to Titans. Because Titans just didn't take their time developing anything. And beyond that, they didn't... I don't think that Titans really cared for the dynamic of the team. Not being funny, but in the comics, Team Titans, Young Jeffs, all that, it's always been about the interactions between the kid sidekicks, not so much the missions they've been going on, Hmm. which is why Titans was so disappointing, because it... Had none of the camaraderie, it didn't have any of the spirit, and certainly didn't have any of the fun that Young Justice has in it. Oh, it's got no fun. None at all. Yeah, it's all not just doom and gloom, everyone is depressed. Yeah. But yeah. you can do a. Literally everyone is depressed in Titans. Literally. But you can do a like Dick Grayson break your way from Batman story without him going fuck Batman. Yeah. And going into this dark, depressing place. And I think. One of my favorite episodes, actually, I'll say the favorite two episodes, call it a mini arc, shall we? Yeah. The <laughs> Young Justice is the training simulation where they all link minds with Miss Martian yeah, yeah. and they get put into a world where the Justice League dies and it's only them and it is a fail scenario. They cannot win. And the therapy session afterwards is beautiful. Yeah. Like, there, this, there's the scene with Black Canary and Robin where he's sitting and he literally looks at it and he goes, okay, everything we say here is confidential, right? And he's like, of course. He's like, it won't get to Batman. He's like, no. And he literally looks at me and goes, You know, for years I've dreamed and I suppose expected to be Batman at some point. You know? And he he goes on how, like, uh, there's this part of Bruce that drives him to sacrifice everything for the mission, but he doesn't have it. And that all this training exercise did was make him realize that he doesn't want to be the Batman anymore. Mm -hmm phenomenal scene of well done I think it cuts to the core of why Dick Grayson breaks away from Batman and I think it is phenomenally well done I feel like it is kind of dropped a little bit in season 2 because Nightwing is very Batman-y in in season 2 with the the, um, keeping the secret about Aquaman arc that goes against everything that they established in season 1 yeah. which was trust the team, communicate with the team so that we don't have incidents like this Cause, yeah, because that the whole thing is that's supposed to be a Batman move keeping yeah, this keeping type of secret secrets, whereas yeah. the Dick Grayson move would be Tell get team, everyone involved, get help type yeah. of thing uh, which, I, and again, I've got no issue with him going that direction but it's, like, you just time jumped I didn't get to see him, f- like i didn't get to see him fall into the re- realization that his worst fears became real he became batman yeah because what a phenomenal effort would that have made you know like he's because he's been nightwing he's thought he broke away from bruce only for like him to go on this mission do it the justice league comes congratulates everyone and superman says wow well, you really acted like batman there." And for that to just like throw a complete spanner in his works i think would have been very interesting mm-hmm. I like the fact that um, so Superboy is one of my favorite characters. Hundred well. percent. So they, I think they did a phenomenal job with this kid because in the comic books I didn't have much care about him at all. Yeah. And then in the show they make him so um, relatable. Destinated. Yeah. Like, relatable. His relationship with Superman in season one I found spec. It's hurtful. The it's way like, Superman literally just doesn't want to like, even look at him. Yeah. The, the mm. one scene that like, really like, hit me hard is when he meets the other clone of Superboy, and it flies. And he just stops dead, and he goes, you, you can fly. fly. Yeah. yeah. Literally. It's, uh, but then that leads into his whole arc about Lex Luthor giving him the like full Kryptonian passion yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, where he can then get all the powers of Superman, but he just becomes like this rage berserker like honestly that first season is so well structured in how it all leads up to a payoff yeah and then they all like that that's the thing about season one is that they all eventually realize they exist as a team yeah the team you can stop anything you can beat anything exactly as long as you communicate that's like the rule of movies in general movies would be so short if everyone (laughs) communicated fair yeah that's very true so it was just excellent to see that, like, not only are these like, um, are they smart, but they're actually learning, mm. and they're learning like, the this is why we've been messing up. Yeah, is because we don't bring out all this information at the beginning. We always want to drop the information at the last second when it's already too late for us to do anything about it. Mm. Which I really enjoyed because, not to be funny, but throughout season one they are pretty consistently screwing up. Yes. For a large portion. Like, even if you think about that whole the, the, uh, the situation when they go on their first mission to Bane's Island. Yes. That, and that is like, like a disaster. Decent. Yeah, I was like, why? why? That is why? a disaster from, like, start to finish, basically. And I really enjoyed... Like, they still technically win. They save the day by kicking the Cobras off the island, stopping production and all that. But, like, the whole thing was a disaster from start to finish because they were just doing their own thing. Like, Wally's just running, Robin is just thinking he's back with Batman, he's just disappearing, like, and that's the thing, by the end of the series, they're not like that, they they are a unit, because they are able to take on the Justice League, and obviously it's the caveat of, oh, the Justice League's being mind-controlled, they're not operating at, like, 100% and all that, no, fuck that, (laughs) (laughs) but exactly, it is still that, I still love that moment, they were smarter than the Justice League, in that, in those final two episodes, actually. It was great. It was like, cool, we know that we can't beat them head-on. They're literally the people who trained us. I still love that moment now with that we, um, yeah. Robin and Superboy, where Superboy's fighting Superman, Robin's fighting Batman, and Robin gets kicked off like the ledge lands next to Superboy, goes, this isn't working. Superboy goes, I know, switch. <laughs> Throws Robin into Batman and just goes straight after him as well. It's like, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Batman's like, I'll let this slide. <laughs> I'll let you have this one. <laughs> oh, but it's excellent. I really think they've done a good job. And there's some hilarious moments in that show as well. But that's the thing. Like, okay, it's hilarious. Like, because they act like kids but they've got those serious moments where they are still acting like kids as well. Yeah. So the one that comes to mind is the season one during the circus arc, where they go undercover in the circus. Good episode. Good episode, dude. And Wally basically phones Nick, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why aren't I with you? And he's like, no, we'll be fine. He's like, I'm the only one who knows where you come from. Like, I'm the only person who actually knows what this means to you. Like, let me help. And he's like, we've got it. Those interactions where it's like your best mates and you're like, I could see myself doing that. Yeah, like buddy, yeah. trust me. Literally, uh, I got to do this one. Yeah. Yeah, and it is—it's so real and fantastically written and acted. I think that's something we can't get out of. The voice acting is incredible. That is true. Yeah. Like that—that that type four um, of Aqualad, um Robin, Wally, and. Red red um arrow. Fuck right. off. <laughs> 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 right. Their interaction as being sidekicks first, getting to know each other yeah. first and then branching out to the rest of the team, that is so powerful because they're best friends. Yeah. Especially Robin and Wally, and they give us some of the best moments in the entire show. Hundreds. I love the twist that um, Arsenal was the mole and they he's yes. just a clone. I didn't see that. I did not see that, yeah. Did you, like, how How much of the comics in terms of Arsenal have you read before? Um, I've literally seen only um, very recently when he teams up with Red Hood. Oh, okay, so that's like New 52 stuff, okay, fair enough. Because there was a storyline, I can't remember what it was called, but basically Green Arrow ends up killing Prometheus, who's a villain. Mm. and it's because Prometheus storms the Justice League headquarters, and he ends up cutting off Roy's arm. Yeah. And they did an excellent homage because the storyline is, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's not fantastic. It's not bad though. Um, at least for me. And I found they adapted it like that loss of the arm really well into Young Justice, where it's yeah. we needed the entire arm to clone him. And also the fact that he was a clone, he gets so angry at Green Arrow, like you didn't even try to find me. Yeah. And Green Arrow's like, you're right. But I thought I did yeah all uh, oh, phenomenal interactions so, so well done Ollie goes through the most in that show like he literally loses so much and he's constantly fucking up and he's constantly in trouble and that's actually not bad because in the Arrow universe on the CW they actually like really respect the fact that Ollie is constantly fucking up yeah he's constantly yeah. like putting the people he cares about in danger Well, it's one of my favorite things from Green Arrow comics. I think it is, um, I think it might be Quiver. That's what it's called, where um, Green Arrow comes back to life and he used to go through all his, uh, get all his old possessions and stuff. And he basically has this monologue at the end because it's revealed that, because his son Connor Hawke took over while he was dead and then like, uh, when he came back to life, he was like, oh, I didn't know I had a son, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of Quiver, it's revealed he did know he had a son, um, the whole time. And, yeah, literally, and then he's just basically lying through his teeth. G- um, and literally at the end, at, like, as you're discovering this, he's basically pulling out this photo of him and his kid, and he go, and literally the monologue is along the lines of, Roy always makes fun of me for not having good villains, but that's because my greatest villain's always been myself. And that... That is Green Arrow in the comics. It's just, I keep fucking this up, but I'm gonna keep trying to help. Yeah. Which I love. And you're right, I mean, in the show, because he loses Speedy, Artemis then ends up leaving. Dead, yeah, dead, dead, leaving superheroism. And then he finds out that Speedy was a clone the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And then he even fucks up with the clone as well, because they have their falling out. And I think uh, Roy, Clone Roy. Provided so much like yeah. grit to that story, because he has a really interesting story arc as well of mm. his like fall from everything as he realizes like I'm not the original. Yeah, like is everything that I did like completely worthless now? And also that storyline with Cheshire is a really good adap- adaptation of the comics because in the comics he basically is working for Checkmate I think it is mm-hmm. and ends up knocking up Cheshire and she's like the super villain terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Young Justice it's they both want to find the real Roy Harper. Yeah. I can't remember why Cheshire wants to find Cause him. Because she Roy. wants Roy back. Because she cause they, have a, they have a daughter together, and he can't be a good father if he's constantly worried about Oh, yes, that was Roy. it. That was it. Because that was the thing, because he has a child with Cheshire in the comics, and in Young Justice, it's the clone that has the child. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I, I think it's a really cool... Like, what they did there with that whole Roy Harper arc, I thought, was a really interesting way of adapting. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that also Guardian is related to Roy. But see, so that also, because, like, Guardian's... also a clone. Yeah, yeah. But Guardian's also one of those, like, middling comic characters, whereas this, it was like, that's actually a really cool twist, where it's like, Guardian thought he was just, like, a superhero. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. He was just a clone of Roy Harper for the last, like, five years or something. Yeah. Which is wild, and I love him. It's... It's stuff like that, where they can twist the law enough to keep it respectful and, like, still in tandem, like, the same DNA as what happened in the comics, but enough where, even if you've read the comics, you're not going to see it coming. Yeah. Which is so good. I, I, who I don't recognize is um, the big black dude who becomes Guardian in Season 2. I oh, don't okay. know who that is. He was in Season 1. He was the high schooler. Yeah, but why is he part of the team now? Who is he? What, like, what job? What purpose does he serve? He's dating the chick who can make small. Yeah, uh, wasp. DC's wasp or something. Yeah, bumblebee, I think bumblebee. Yeah, yeah, But like beyond that, like why would he be part of the team? I have no idea. But again, that's the type of thing that could have been really well explained without a five-year fucking time jump. Yeah. So like it makes very little sense to me as to why he's there he doesn't appear to have any sort of outward abilities. Yeah. Like he's basically cut nightwing. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's a fair way of putting it. He doesn't even have any training. Oh. He literally puts on the Guardian suit, and then like, is a distraction, and then like, adopts the, the mantle of Guardian, but like... For what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then previously he was just sitting in the cave, like... Texting. <laughs> yeah, basically, just texting the team. And it, it was just very weird for me. That, that's like my only thing about... Yeah young yeah, justice i don't know who that guy is <laughs> fair enough i would say my issue also comes again most of my issues relate back to the fire, like the, the time jump like miss Martian, i want to see how her and superboy's relationship collapsed like i really do that seems like so interesting because she got so brutal it, yes that was so messed up cuz that, like that's the thing like especially coming off of season 1 you don't expect it which, sure, it's a cool approach to take where it's like, oh, now she's, like, super hardcore. But I want to see her fall from that, like, yeah, yeah. hello, Megan thing to, like, I'm just going to fuck this person's mind. Yeah. Like, that's what's happening now. And then I, I'm i actually really enjoying, so I'm currently in the arc where she is trying to fix all the things that she's done now. Uh, okay. Superboy knows, and he left her because, like, he was like, you should have known to be better than this. And yeah. then... Instead of trying to be like, okay, Super Bowl, you're right, let me let me fix this. She tried to like wipe his mind of it, and he was like, the fuck did you just try? Yeah. To do? Like of all the things. This is our first this is the first, first problem <laughs> I had with you literally, ever literally. Is you first. coming into my mind without my permission. Yeah. Which again, I really enjoyed that, because that's a really like it's very pretty- continuity like linked you know because again as you said that very first issue she just mentally communicates with everyone and he freaks the fuck out like he's like get the fuck out of my mind what the fuck are you doing like none of that Uh, but again my whole thing was to see that like de-evolution of their relationship would have been so fucking cool yeah because one of my favorite like lines in the show is um you're strong and I'm stubborn go kick his ass yeah that was excellent. He literally like reaches out and was like, listen, I know you can do it. Mm. So go do it. Literally. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so well done. <laughs> I feel like it's all I've been saying now, but it really is. It is yeah. so good. And there is one other other frustrating thing for me is the character of Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah? Surely in jail right now, <laughs> surely for something. They have to have them You think. See, that's the thing, in comics generally, how is Lex Luthor still alive, let alone not in like jail or anything? Like, like, like Batman surely has got some shit on him. Superman, yeah. like, the guy has tried to kill Superman how many times? Surely someone took a snapshot of, <laughs> of him in a giant green and purple suit, going, Superman, I'm about to wipe your ass. I'm about to wipe the floor with you. I'm about to wipe your ass. That is a different comic (laughs) you in. Wow. (laughs) Couldn't decide on wipe the floor with you or kick your ass. (laughs) And you went for the the (laughs) melding of the two. That is poor. Oh, that was horrific. Just imagine Lex Luthor just powering up a giant robot (laughs) super. I'm gonna wipe your ass. <laughs> As <laughs> Superman, how quick would you fly to the sun? <laughs> I don't know what's happening, I don't know why it's happening, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I like the fact that they, um, Starro, right? Starro, yeah, that was an interesting use of Starro that I really enjoyed. He, what, he was their first villain, right? Yeah, the Justice League's first Yeah. Like So they actually used it in a very interesting way, and you would not have like no matter who you are, there's no way you would have seen what they did was coming in the season finale for season one. Yeah, literally, like literally, and also, oh, dude, Um, because every like every few episodes they'd have a mission where it's these guys are being attacked, we need to defend them, Mm -hmm. and they always lose. (laughs) Because I think of like the Atlantis thing where they discover that ancient, ancient create sea creature or something, and then they yep. end up stealing it. And they combine it with Jaro to create... off oh, Jaro. With Starro to create the... Um, that's the thing in the comics. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> with uh, Starro to create the, like, mine technology and yeah. all that. And also the fact that Vandal Savage is working on Darkseid. Wowza. Yes. Wilder, wow, dude. That's a destructive... Combo. Little, yeah. Yeah. Vandal Savage on his own is just terrifying. Which, oh. also, they use Vandal oh. Savage really well yeah. in Young Justice. So, uh, on my favorite episode, Wally's run across the country, Vandal Savage appears, oh, okay, and I was yeah. like, please don't break Wally's legs. I know you could. Please <laughs> don't. Please. He's my favorite. Leave him alone. Wally is phenomenal. I wasn't the biggest fan of Impulse, I'll be honest. Impulse has got an interesting little story, and I'd I like did enjoy that whole, like, Back to the Future thing. Yeah. yeah, In season two, they start showing the slow-mo, because Wally's yeah. not fast enough to be scene doing the slow-mo stuff. Yeah. Also he doesn't technically have the speed force, right? He's Young Justice makes it a bit iffy. Yeah, so he he gets trapped in the speed force eventually when he disappears, right? Yeah. But um, before that he recreated it, but he's not as fast as the impulse or the flash. Yeah. Which there's that scene which I fucking love where he runs to help out the flash and the impulse is there along with him and Impulse and Flash start talking and Wally's just standing there with a the cop and the cop turns to him and he's like are you getting any of this? and Wally looks at me like I'm getting like every third word yeah. <laughs> like, that is yeah I really enjoyed that yeah so Wally knows that he's not as fast and it it can be like pretty tough to, to watch him struggle when the impulse was there as well Yeah. because you also have that scene where like um, the Flash is running past him, he's like, oh, I'm used to this. And then Impulse runs past him, he's like, absolutely no. Uh, nope. And he like, tries to like speed up a little bit as well. Yeah. And then he gets carried off as well by both of them, and he's like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. To be fair, it's a, an interesting change from the comics, because in the comics at the moment, Wally West is confirmed the fastest speedster. Yes, but that's also after he got trapped in the speed force, came back, and was then super powerful. Sure. Um... But if I'm honest, I've never been much of a Wally West Flash fan myself. Yeah. I've always loved him as Kid Flash though, and I yes, think Young did. Justice just exasperated that even further. I He's love perfect him. as Kid Flash. He is perfect as Kid Flash, I really dig him. CW's Kid Flash, not a huge fan. No, that's because they haven't done enough with him. He comes back from the Speed Force and he does those weird things with the lightning and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he creates like a lightning flower, but my point is, that could have been cool. If we knew what the fuck was going on. But <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing with that. Like, he's just, he's just like, yeah, this is a trick I learned. And Barry's like, oh, you'll have to teach me sometime. It's like, no, 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 no. explain. Hang on. <laughs> like, war. But yeah, I think the actor for the Flash, the kid Flash and the CW is fine. He mm-hmm. just needs. You know what? The, the, okay, a the tangent real quick. But Pretentive. the problem with yeah, the problem with Arrow and the Flash on the CW is that they focus too much on the teams. Arrow, yes, yeah. after season two, could not have less than four people in that bunker, and that crippled him, I think. Because I think he did his best when he was at max three people. Yeah. And I think what they should have done is start off with Felicity and Diggle. You can keep Diggle if you want, but replace Felicity with Black Canary at some point. So that you're literally just keeping it tight. And it's the same thing affecting the Flash. where the Flash has a million and one helpers now. Yeah. And not to be funny, but in a TV show called The Flash, I would like to be watching The Flash. <laughs> I don't care for Plastic Man. Yeah. Vibe is but cool, also, but I don't care. I've never cared about Vibe. I've never cared about Vibe. Exactly. exactly. Plastic Man is at least cool, but if they don't even have Plastic Man. He's the Elongated Man in this one. Oh, that's true. Man. Yeah, yeah. Forgot it up down mm. Detective. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and that they run out of things to do with The Flash, because, like, he's He's fast, cool, make it interesting. He's more than just the fast person. The other problem, I think, is that, because comics take so long to come out, where The Flash will fight a speedster villain for, like, a year, he'll only have actually encountered them, like, a few times. Mm -hmm. Whereas squeezing that into 24 episodes becomes quite a pain. Yeah. So, yeah, so... He's always just trying to get faster. I think we've already complained about this in the season. We have, yeah. 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 But, okay, to pull it back to Young Justice, I also have a similar complaint about Season 2, though, where it is that thing of the team just got huge. And not to be funny, but I didn't care about all of them. Yeah. Especially when you still were enticing me with your original members' stories. Yes, Lagoon Boy. I I don't care. Who are you? I do not give a shit that you're dating Miss Martian. I don't care. You're annoying too. That's really chum. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, and also like the fact that it was Tim Drake Robin. Really, Tim Drake Robin. I actually enjoyed that because Young Justice did that well. I don't know where Jason Todd is, but like the fact that Nightwing is trying. He's to, dead. They, they've got the. Oh wow! Remember in their little underground. Oh. Thing they've got the memorials for everyone. Yeah, yeah. In there. Wild. All right, so. The fact that Nightwing is trying to be a mentor for Tim Drake. I enjoyed that. No, I enjoyed it. It trying to give him like the lead. He's trying to be like, Cool. Lead alpha. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, me? Are you sure? He's like, yes. No, nice. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've just never been much of a Tim Drake fan. He doesn't do much. But that's my problem. He really is just the other Robin. <laughs> like, good God. He's also the only Robin to... Consistently lose to Ras Al Ghul. Ra's Rachel Gul. Fair. Either or, doesn't matter. <laughs> both are right, both are wrong. Fuck you, anyone who disagrees. <laughs> Fight me. It is a made-up word. Come at me. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh again, I think Batgirl is underutilized. Yeah, she also uh, doesn't do much. She doesn't appear very often. That's the thing. It felt so weird because not being funny, but they threw so many Batman characters in. I don't like the fact that Batman has such a massive family at the moment. No, I think that's a, a big problem s- with his comics. Strays a little bit from the premise. I'll be honest, my Batman, opinion... Batman, Robin is cool. Batman, Robin, Batgirl, that's fine, because Batgirl replaces Robin when he goes off to be Nightwing yeah. and stuff. And then... My thing has always been... I, so l- I love Batman. Horrible, obviously, yeah. I'm fine with Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. Mm. To me, the Robins are Dick Grayson, and Jason Todd hmm. because honestly the other two don't really matter like I know everyone goes oh but Damian Wayne yeah he's cool he brings in some interesting like developments yeah. for Batman in the comics but I don't find him personally very interesting having said that Super Sun comics is pretty good but no, even the cute on where Superboy, Superboy and Robin here, yeah. yeah that's really good um but again that's more Damian Wayne is interesting because of Superboy not because of him, himself. Mm. And I mean, even in the comics, he just goes round and round and round in the same arc at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, to me, realistically, the Bat family should be Batman, two Robins, and a Batgirl. Mm. One is a success, one is dead. And come back is the Red Hood. Because then you've got the sidekick that is the success, the sidekick that's the failure, and then Batgirl. Yeah. Have you seen Bad Blood? Uh, I have. Not the biggest fan. Didn't they have, um batwing in that the black guy i think so yeah i was like what how many people are you just trying to throw it and then they, Let you me know, ask how you they even make fun of it they're like really batwing you couldn't have been more original with that well i'm not, i'll be honest i'm not the biggest fan of batwoman in general um so bad blood wasn't the greatest for me yeah but like yeah, you know, batwing i find crap like all <sighs> did you know how how up to date are you with like batman comics um, that's hard to describe. There's a lot going on. Fair, there are about <laughs> five of them. <laughs> I have, I've done the New 52 until they did Rebirth. Fair enough. Okay, so then you know about like Spoiler and Orphan and those ones? They've become yes. like Batgirls and all that, and Robins and... Oh, I have seen the yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's my point. The Bat family is humongous nowadays. And it's kind of like, wow, for the lonely brooder, you know? Sit alone a lot. Sit alone a lot. <laughs> Good. He doesn't. He's got a lot more spare time now. He is fucking grabbing orphans left, right, and center. dude, Gotham City should actually like <laughs> they should put some legislation in place to stop bad from grabbing kids off the streets. Because honestly, he is becoming a problem. I love that meme of like um, he saves, like he watches two parents die, and he sees the kid, and then he beats up the villain afterwards, and he was like, oh look. Another Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, oh, that's so good. But my parents are still alive, Robin. I <laughs> said Robin, and I meant it. <laughs> Don't make me say it a third time. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think the Young Justice Batman, just by the way, is one of the best portrayals of Batman as well. Um, yeah, I love it when he shows approval as well. Because yeah. that's great for the no, team. There's actually there's a really good Batman moment that I enjoy where he where Dick Grayson's, like, on this trip because he's not picked as the leader and all that, and Alfred's like, why don't you go talk to him? And he literally just picks up basketball and goes, hey, Dick, training time. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's the thing where you're like, oh, he's not breaking the facade, but he's showing Dick, his, yeah. like, you can be chill right now. I really appreciate that. Like, it, And that's the thing. They put so much care and attention into all the small character moments, and it makes it worthwhile. Such a good moment is when he talks to Superman. He was like... We need to talk. And then Superman's about to fly off, and, he, and then, like, Batman, like, does something. He was like, I said we need to talk. And he comes back down. <laughs> He's like, the boy needs a father. Yeah. I would know. Like, yeah, and we that is just moment. take Superman to the diner, dude. Yeah. No, it is phenomenally well done. Like, seriously, every single character interaction. And that's the thing. I, like, that old school, the DCA with the Bruce Tim stuff is some of the best representations of character ever yeah like and that and that is what this young justice really invokes in me it's like that almost that type of era of cartoon carry on yeah. you know where it, but at the same time as you say it's the same due to them doing the movie so you almost you sit there kind of like oh this could this could fit in with like christ on two earths you know like i just these out of the picture maybe they're um, on another earth you know which is really cool i love the international the not international, intergalactic criminal law. That the fact that the Justice League just went about rampaging worlds. <laughs> that's the fact true. that Batman, as a human being, was able to cause enough havoc intergalactically <laughs> to become an inter- intergalactic criminal, that's wild. That is You <laughs> He must wild. have smoke-bombed the shit out of that planet. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Honestly, how, how much... Damage could he possibly have done? Like I, he fucked up all of Arkham Asylum before Bane eventually broke a, broke his back. That's true. All of Arkham Asylum. To be fair, Nightfall is what a phenomenal arc. Bane's just like I've unleashed all of Arkham Asylum. That was like eight, five. I'll put it back. <laughs> <laughs> puts everything back, walks into the cave. Bane's like, ah, your back's broken back. I was like, well, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I just defeated everyone. (laughs) Could you not give me, like, two minutes? Give me two minutes. 99%. Come on. Come on. Surely round up. Surely Surely round round up. up. (laughs) (laughs) We can say I got a hundo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know there's a a really good movie as well where Bane puts him in a coffin and buries him alive. Yes, that, that is, is Justice like Doom. Yeah, and wow. he, he just sees like the his with the Wayne family ring on his on his fist, and he's just like, "Lol, you thought this would stop me?". Yeah, he that's adorable. This hand. Yeah. Like, uh, Time to hold my breath for ten minutes. I will see you on the surface. That's wild. To be fair, Justice League Doom. Did you ever read um, Justice League Tower of Babel? I think so. So that is basically Batman fucks over the Justice League because like Ra's al Ghul gets all of his plans? Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, yes, yes, and yes. Justice League Doom is the animated version of that and it is real good. It is excellent. Like, And then he tries to help each of them. I still like, love that, yeah. Flash, run through an iceberg. <laughs> this is the way. I still, yeah, my favorite is when he's calling all the different League members, he's like, Flash, I need you to run over to Star Labs. And he's like, I can, I'm busy. And he's like, Oh shit. And he's like, yeah, I, I can't stop. And he's like there's a bomb on your wrist, isn't there? And he's like yes. He's like, hold on. <laughs> Martian Manhunter. <laughs> 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 Alright <there> <laughs> Uh, Alfred's just like, what's going on? Like, Need the Justice League's under attack. By who? By me! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. Props to Alfred for always remaining calm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also not being like, Bruce, yeah. did you do this? <laughs> Would you like a sandwich? Master, <laughs> while you unfuck the situation. Uh, which I really enjoyed, though, in that movie where it was like, um, I didn't come up with any of these plans to kill you i plan to neutralize you they weaponized them yeah i really like that line where it's like oh and also that ending where they're like oh should we kick batman off the team because uh, there's like a violation of our trust and he just stands up and he's like if you can't see why what i did was necessary i'm not, i don't belong here at cool. he all and Superman, and Superman stops him and goes you're so arrogant he's like yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, "Oh, you came up with all these different plans to stop us. What about you, Bruce?" And he's just like, "It's called the Justice League." And Superman's like, "Well, you've earned this, Kryptonite. <laughs> hey, here you go, smaller <laughs> Which is also another aspect that I really dig. Um, Superman in the comics, he gives Batman the Kryptonite, specifically a Kryptonite bullet, because his whole thing is, if you like, if you genuinely need, if you genuinely believe you need to stop me then you, you're not going to be able to hold back, which means you're going to have to use a gun. And that's how I know you're serious. Yeah. Which is, again, it's such an understanding between the two characters. Or it's like You understand exactly what makes him tick. You're not going to touch a gun. Unless he absolutely has no choice. They're so excellently contrasted. They're so brilliant yeah. together. And it's why fucking Batman versus Superman is so disappointing. It, oh, yeah. Because honestly, it is... Disappointing their interactions with each other. Because honestly, fight itself, I was so happy with at the beginning because it looks exactly like Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah. my goodness. It starts off so good. My problem is though, DCU damn near perfectly cast everyone. Ben Affleck is Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. What a trinity you've I'm got to I'm telling you, there's Batman. not a single Batman villain that would have been able to fight Ben Affleck's Batman. Not a single one. <laughs> All of them dead within minutes. Within minutes, so quickly ended. Do you see how quickly he took out Deadshot from Suicide Squad? Yeah. Finished. <laughs> Finished. One punch Harley Quinn into unconsciousness. That was kind Underwater. Of that his very fist very was <laughs> <slowed>. <laughs> uh, Yeah. He he stood a solid head above Tom Hardy. If he punched Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy would have died. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But honestly, I I just wanted those cartoon interactions in live action. Yeah. I, I wanted Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck t- to have that grudging respect of one another because they start because they started off hating each other the way it's meant to be. Literally, yeah. Like that's always the whole thing. Batman's got to learn to trust Superman, but when he does, he realizes like they really are the like they are the two pinnacles of superheroism. Mm. God. How did they fuck up the live-action so bad, and yet the animated shit is so quality? Like, Like, like how how do stories right there? That's the thing, like, that live-action stuff, Henry Cavill. Fuck you, just do Justice League War live-action. Just do that whole series of movies live-action. There's your DCU. The Justice League, like the animated movie, the first one where they assemble the Justice League with the boom boxes. Yeah, Justice League, what? Literally perfect. Why would you fuck that in the Justice League movie by making the mother boxes into this like little doorway to make some like stupid glowing cube thing for what? <laughs> For what? You literally had, like, an Avengers-level threat there, with a bunch of boom tubes opening all over the planet, and the Justice League literally going, we've never seen this before, we, have, we have to work it. together, yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. I'd have killed to see someone, like, a dark side embarrass Green Lantern, I think that would have been great. An excellent show of Green Lantern's character going, I'm the greatest, I protect the whole galaxy, no one is cooler than me, fighting, goes, oh, I found someone. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll say, one of the things I enjoyed, I think it was in Batman, Superman, Apocalypse War, I think. Apocalypse War is amazing, yeah. That is... that's Superman gets the, yes, the Kryptonite activities. No, 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 so that's just the dark Apocalypse War. Yes. Um, I'm thinking of, it's the animated movie where Supergirl comes to Earth. That is excellent. Yes. Ri- and Darkseid basically tries to control her. Yes, and, and he goes to the Kent Park family farm and Superman's yeah. like, you fucking went to my mom. Yeah. Are you... Yeah. Are you just... You like, said to <laughs> my mother, kid. <laughs> you what? <laughs> and then you just seem like, punching him across cornfield. Like, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's That's what you get. Yeah. That movie has one of... I, I really enjoy the interaction between Batman and Darkseid there. <laughs> that's, that's... Say Martha. Say it. Shed I you. <laughs> <laughs> But when Darkseid literally... He sees Batman. Batman's like, give us the girl or I will blow your entire planet up. And Darkseid's like, you're bluffing, you don't have my password. And Batman just says his password to him. <laughs> and Darkseid's like, the fuck? <laughs> like grabs him by the neck and like, says, I'm gonna murder you. Like, I- I'm gonna do it. He's like, that's fine, you're still gonna die though. <laughs> your planet's gonna get blown up, release, Kara or el And he, dra- he puts it down, he's like, oh, this is why I admire humans. <laughs> and Batman's like, okay. He's like, Superman, you wouldn't have done that. Too many innocent lives sacrificed. One, one Woman, she to try to fight me herself. Only humans would fucking <laughs> sacrifice billions of lives just to get what they want. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's like those types of interactions where you're like, oh, I like it. <laughs> It's so cool! Literally, the like, um, Apocalypse Dark War. Right. Yeah. Um, well, what a good movie, too, by the way. Excellent. <laughs> Holy shit. Darkseid is literally winning as long as he has Batman on his side. As soon as Batman's <laughs> on his side, Game over! Game <laughs> changed! Game, set, match, play! <laughs> like, you lost Batman? I believe that means you lost him. <laughs> <laughs> Take a seat. <laughs> he's literally just so excellent. We've strayed a little bit from the topic. We are now girling about Batman, but rightfully so. <laughs> I think it's just because... I-, I think, honestly, we can sum up the Young Justice conversation we've been having by saying, DC's animated efforts are spectacular. Yeah. Their live action stuff, though, leaves a lot to be desired. And I don't understand why. They've literally got some of the best stories. I'm telling you now, DC stories are, say for the most part, like, better than what Marvel has got going on in terms of storyline. I've enjoyed reading DC comics more than I've enjoyed reading most Marvel comics. Fair. But in terms of what they're translating to screen, Marvel at least sticks to their storylines, puts effort into them, and it does justice to what's happening in the comics. Whereas DC is shitting themselves. They're just shitting the bed continuously. Although, um, apparently, Wonder Woman '84 was released. Um, It's getting, from what I can see, middling reviews. Some people are like, oh, it's good escapism. Other people are saying it's very shallow. Um, Honestly, don't you think it's kind of emblematic of the problem when Aquaman and Wonder Woman are your two flagship characters coming out of DC? Mm-hmm. When Not to be funny, when you've got the powerhouses that are Batman and Superman. Like Not to be funny, but their symbols are theoretically more universally recognized yeah. than anything else. Like, And so the fact that you can't get your ten-pole characters right... Because not to be funny, I think that's where Marvel's earned a lot of public goodwill, where... They took their like shittiest characters and turned them into A-team material. Mm. So that now, when they say, oh, we're doing this obscure character, everyone's like, hells yes. What yeah. are you going to do? What? How are you bringing to the table? Whereas when DC makes another movie, it's, okay, how are you fucking this up this time? Oh, you haven't entirely shat the bed? Good job! <laughs> <laughs> like, when we heard about the Joker movie, right, I know we had the phone call and we were like, no one asked for this. That's true, we had an, hour, like, an hour-long phone call where we were like, nobody asked for this, why is this a thing, what are the others going to fuck it up? Respectful movie. <laughs> Respectful movie, actually, yeah. I enjoyed Joker, although, I caveat, a, I don't think it's a good Joker movie. Yes, I agree, there we go. I think it's a very good movie, Yeah, but I think it's one of those where the Joker is almost defined by his relationship with Batman. I said this to you walking out the theatre, yeah, yeah. actually. Where Joaquin Phoenix did a really good job, and I'm really, like, pumped about the movie. But I wish I could have seen what he would look like opposite of Batman. Yeah. Like, if I'm honest to me, do you know what the Joker movie should have been? It should have been based on the Joker comic by Brian Azzarello. I don't know if you've read it at all. It's like this grounded look at the Joker. And it basically, it follows the Joker through his sidekick, Johnny Frost who's trying to up his own reputation in Gotham Ooh. by hanging around with Joker. And it is so well done, and Batman is only in two panels, mm. I think. And it's literally right at the end where he fights Joker that he's in the panels. I think Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing, amazing job, though. Hundreds. just oh, Goodness, gracious, no, That is some phenomenal acting, some phenomenal directing. Like yeah. That movie is really, really good. We'll probably do a whole podcast on it, actually, at some point. Yeah, keen for that. The next... The project, like the only times I think we get nervous when Marvel makes a movie is when it's in collaboration with Sony. <laughs> because I have been so, I've been a little nervous about the Spider-Man movie. Morbius. Morbius, why? Okay, Morbius. I'll be honest, I'm just not keen for straight out. Oh no. Not to be and funny, Venom I don't. As find... well. Okay, see Venom. My pro- Venom's <laughs> very definitely deviating today, but. <laughs> My problem with Venom is Venom is intrinsically linked to Spider-Man, you can't just start off Venom being like, no Spider-Man, like why, why does he have the webs, why does he shoot like, you know, why the eyes, like what, what, what is going on? I think Morbius is going to be stupid, I don't know, not a huge Not to be funny, to me Spider-Man's villains have never been that interesting. Yeah, The way that that Marvel is doing them is making them Phenomenal, yeah Yeah. But But it's generally been Peter Parker's relationship to his villains Not the villains themselves that are interesting Agreed Uh, But the amount of stuff that Sony and Marvel is putting in Spider-Man 3 Is making me nervous (laughs) (laughs) Your boy is shitting himself Like, this is one thing that DC is also trying to do is so they're just trying to pump out as much as yeah. possible. They haven't established that. That's the thing, they're carrying on in two bro. different Batman universes now. So mm-hmm. the Robert Pattinson Batman, the Batinson, and then apparently they're looking at like the Ben Affleck stuff now because Wonder Woman's doing okay, Justice League's coming out, all that type of stuff. Well, and honestly, I, if, if you're going to go that route, bite the bullet. Just say, okay, we failed, and just start making single franchises again. I prefer it. I don't need everything to be interconnected. Marvel already proved they can do it well. Yeah. Like, I don't need anything more. So, yeah. In summary, DC animation, phenomenal. DC live action, worse than terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and Young Justice especially, what an amazing job. Young Justice is up there in some of the cream of the crop. Um, and I do hope we get more like it. Yeah. More of just yeah, the time, the energy, the inspiration, the creativity, the, the passion. So keen for the next step of DC animated movies. Because mm. at the Ant- end of the That was like it's reboot time. Yeah. Flash runs back. Like it's very much symbolic of their comics every time they just reboot the whole thing. Yeah. No fair. Very fair. Right. Okay, right. I've been, you. I've been Ryan. Uh, thank you guys for listening.